0: Hey, it's the J. R. R. You token to me podcast, and tonight we're going to talk a little bit about some upcoming shows and films. Jude Fox, are you talking to me tonight about upcoming shows and films on our podcast?
1: I'm going to be planning our future right alongside you. So, um, the, the first thing that I'd really like to get
0: into is the fact that, Jude, I can be talking to you about things other than J.R.R. Tolkien-related material. The hell you say. What I'm saying is, I can be talking to you about anything. We can be doing uh, uh, sci-fi. We can be doing other fantasy, but we're going to try to keep it to a, a world-building type show, a uh, fantasy type show. But we might be talking about lots of things, not talking.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think we're looking at going into some sci-fi, sci-fi fantasy, fantasy sci-fi. Maybe a little uh, horror and other uh, related topics that uh, will be able to work into that concept of um, of the kind of worlds we want to look at and discuss on this show. Mostly shows
0: that have interesting backstories. That's what I'm looking for. Um, also shows and films, apocalypse shows, dystopia shows. I'm really into those things. If we could have an apoc- apocalyptic dystopia, um, medieval fantasy show. Oh wait, we do. Um, George R. R. Martin's shows have almost all those elements in them, um, and uh, I think uh, hopefully we'll get in on the ground floor of one of them. Unfortunately, we couldn't do. House of the Dragon, because it was just um, too close in timing to Rings of Power, which was the original intent of the podcast to begin with. Um, and we don't want to jump into that river right now because, you know, got to strike while the iron is hot with this stuff. What do you yeah, think, and I,
1: I think uh, if uh, they actually release some of the Shows that they've been talking about, or talking about, such as, um, the hopefully upcoming snow, as well as, um, what, what were some of the other ones, Rob? Well, uh, I know there was, uh, do, do the you wanna, Voyages of Nymeria. Do you want to
0: get into the, uh, uh, germ of it all right now? We can do that, um... Tales of Dunkin Egg which is uh, something oh, yes. I've read the 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 novels the well the novellas the hedge knight yeah um,
1: likewise
0: and the uh graphic comic
1: I have um, not looked at the comic version I, of
0: it I bought that for my da- daughter and I and I read it <laughs> I think she did too but um <laughs> I'm not sure I know I did because I also had read the the novels and I I thought why not see an artist's rendition of it and it was really cool and very close almost beat for beat really
1: no that's that's very cool
0: uh we got nine voyages another possibility um corliss uh valerian the sea snake
1: going no, i'm not to sure the status of that one i heard that that may be getting put on the back burner but probably yeah
0: but anyway uh, interesting about that is we'd be going to Yeti, which is a part of um, Planetos that we have not been to yet.
1: Yes, not, not to be confused with Yeti, which uh, is the abominable snowman.
0: Or microphone.
1: Ah, but um, bump. And, well, but, it is, um, it's a Yeti.
0: Um, so Princess Nymeria, the um, Roin, the, the princess of the Roin River people who yeah, um, had had river magic and a giant turtle, but it, I guess that was no match for, like, the thousands of dragons that lived in Valyria Valeria at the time. Mm. So uh, we, we get a lot about the Rhoyne and the Nymeria in the books. I think it was um, Feast for Crows. Is that the one where uh, Tyrion is... Uh, in Essos, or going down the Rhoyne, um with uh,
1: wasn't that in a dance?
0: Fake Aegon, maybe it was. Those two books get kind of yeah. blurred together for me. But um, yeah, we get this whole backstory about the Roine and visually we're on the the river in in the actual book, and that was not in the show. I, I mean, it was there was an allusion to it uh, briefly, um, I I believe. Um, Yeah. I don't think it was really developed the way it is in the books. But anyway. No, not at all. But um, I digress. But that would be a good show. We got another possibility, Flea Bottom, a a show based in Flea Bottom, the the underbelly of King's Landing. Sort of like a... Probably mafia mobby kind of... There's your... Jude, there's your brothel... Uh, littlefinger style brothel.
1: Well, I think we'll get littlefinger finger Little style brothels in just about any Martin show, any uh, World of Ice and Fire show. Not snow. Uh, you know, well, you you know well, you you'll know get what? snow. He, you know, Jon Snow won't be going to the brothel, but I'm sure like they're going to have something or some such a uh, place where. Someone's coming from or going to, and, like, that just seems to be par for the course. They had,
0: uh, they had the, the town near the, the, uh, the wall. What is that yeah. town? Um, and they were basically a, a town full of prostitutes for, right, th- right. for the, uh, the watchers who, yep. who were supposed to be, well, are they supposed to be celibate? I, I think they're allowed to go down to uh, the, whatever that town was.
1: Yeah, they're not allowed to marry or have kids, I believe. But, um. But I don't know if there's. In fact, I'm pretty sure that there aren't any specific celibacy rules because, um. Uh. What's her name? Uh. With Sam. Uh, Sam. Uh. Samwell. Samwell Tarly. Um. Who, who's the, uh.
0: Oh we're 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 pretty far out of season right now so Well anyway names. um
1: when she seduces him she uh she uses basically the loophole in in what they swear and explains well you're not allowed to take a wife you're not allowed to have kids but it doesn't say that you're not actually allowed to lay with a woman like she uses that logic well, and, and he's like he's like you know you you've kind of got a point
0: they and they all go to that to that town Yeah all the time but anyway just, anyway so uh and then we got possibly the long night which uh that's another one that's on the back burner because there's not enough uh germ related original well story they, to work with
1: they had done that pilot which i believe was the long night was wasn't it and it uh it just never got picked up after they did the pilot so I don't know if we'll ever get a chance to see the unaired pilot for that. But um Yeah.
0: And then we got the sliders like show with Bran, where he just <laughs> <laughs> goes through time. Slider style. Um do you remember that show, Jude? Isn't that Yes, that? Called y- yes sliders. I
1: certainly do. Um in fact that had um our uh our very own Gimli, um, in it. Let's, uh, let's
0: get into, um, uh, some other shows that, uh, we're possibly going to cover. Um, the Lord of the Rings, we're back into, um, Tolkien, Tolkien, Tolkien. Um, we got the animated fellowship. We did the Hobbit and then we got the fellowship and the two
1: towers, which are um, one film,
0: which is and, just Lord of the Rings. And then Return of the King back to the original production um, that The Hobbit okay. was. Yep. Uh, and the, the Fellowship and The Two Towers being the Bakshi productions. Yep, yep. And I was just watching a scene out of that. Um, of course, I was watching the Balrog scene. Of and I have to say, the uh, I love it. I love. I really, really like that rendition of the story and the visuals. Are, it's it's strange. It's it's a lot of live action mixed in to animation, painted over live action, right, Jude?
1: Painted over film. Yeah, um, yeah there, it was a rotoscope. That's what you call rotos, that. Where
0: rotoscope. It's it, it. The product is unique. Um, yeah. It's bizarrely realistically smooth in terms of the motion of the figures of the characters. Um, The characters are more complex than The Hobbit and Return of the King, both in terms of their physical appearance, which is slightly more realistic, and also in terms of the dialogue and subtlety of the plot, I think. You're not going to get the... um, weird looking elves for example that we got uh, (laughs) the wood elves uh not at all and the uh orc design is creepy and really really awesome and they use a lot of the rotoscope in in the orc attacks balrog is epic the balrog is Mm -hmm. epic and it has wings
1: yeah we will definitely be getting into detail with that um Coming up, uh, as well as once again, you mentioned uh, Return of the King there, and uh, once we wrap the uh, animated films, I think if my math is serving me correctly, we will be just about ready to start uh, the actual next show, which is which we'll be covering. And what would that be, Rob?
0: We're gonna cover Willow, and I actually had a little peek um i had never saw the nineteen eighty eight film um the ron howard george lucas joint um and I just watched it today. i you know just casually watched it. I didn't deep dive into it at all, um but I just wanted to see what it was about and then I watched the trailer for the upcoming show and You know, the Ron Howard movie is a late 80s production. It's good. It's very PG. um, And the world building is what I would call typical fantasy. Sort of a little generic for my taste in in terms of what fantasy is. Um, But when I saw the trailer for the upcoming show, I was... Intrigued by it because it was definitely modernized. The effects were great, of course. Um, It had. And I
1: think we're we're going to be looking at the film, of course, uh, leading into the show. And I think at this point, the film itself is just going to be essentially a prequel to what's coming up. uh,
0: The film is going to be a prequel to the the show. To the show
1: coming up. Yeah.
0: Right the 88 film are we talking about or are we talking about it yes th- right okay yeah, yeah. this the, is the, the this willow is film set several decades later
1: right yeah it's it's essentially real time because uh the show is going to star Warwick Davis who played willow in the original and of course nearly uh what 35 years or so have passed yeah something like so, that so you know so so he, he will have aged um as well as um Joanne uh, Whaley, I think you have to pronounce her name. I think it's uh, Wally. Wally, uh, who was in the original, and she's going to be reprising her role in uh, in the series. And then we've got a few um, up and coming stars that uh, I know are going to be in it, uh, such as Erin uh, Kellerman, who people may uh, recognize from her bit role that she had in Solo, A Star Wars Story, as well as um, a much bigger role in uh, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, the Disney Plus Marvel TV show where she right. played the main villain in that.
0: And then we, we also have Christian Slater.
1: Yes, yes. Um, looking forward to finding out. I know uh, who he's playing is being kept a secret at the moment. So uh, Christian Slater, I think uh, we can... Both agree that we uh, we really like him. Oh, Christian Slater and, is uh, amazing,
0: Mister Robot.
1: Yeah, imaginary
0: yeah. dad.
1: And uh, oh, and you know, what? while I remember, we also have a uh, Tony Revolori in it, who a lot he's been in a lot of things in the last few years. But most people, and probably most of our listeners, will recognize him as a uh, Flash Thompson in the newer Spider-Man films with Tom Holland.
0: Um, And also, we're going to have a new co-host for that. Uh, Rowan is going to be doing um, a sabbatical outside of uh, Madrid in Spain. He's taken a little time uh, away from the pod, but he uh, has uh, gotten me in touch with a great replacement. We've got um, Rosalita Manuel Izquierda. Um, she's a PhD in linguistics and medieval uh, folklore. Uh,
1: uh, excellent, n- excellent. Northern
0: European medieval folklore, according to but, Rowan.
1: Uh, n- now, I-, I do understand that Rowan will be joining us for uh, the remainder of um, the animated films, at least, and hopefully be back for the, uh, the other actual talking films, yes? Uh, the, I, don't,
0: the- I don't know about that.
1: Uh, I guess uh, we're going to have we'll, to find we'll out. See. I mean, that's what, that's what I was told. But we will, uh, we will see and see as it goes along. But, um, that I mean, he actually, always watches
0: the shows uh, and gives us feedback. Um, uh, yeah, he, but, I
1: mean, without his notes, we're, we're, you know, not lost. But we definitely wouldn't have uh, the take that I think we have. But
0: uh, again, uh, Rosalita Manuel Izquierda will be joining us. And, uh, from, you know, what Rowan has to say about her is just, she is dynamite. Fantastic. So, um, oh, we look forward uh, aren't to that. are
1: those kind of the words he used to, uh, to describe Esther? Um, yeah, I think that turned,
0: uh, apocalyptic or dystopian, which brings us to okay. our next topic.
1: Um... Oh, uh, you know what? Let me interject before you go there. Oh, of course, um, be my guest. We, yeah. Oh well, thank you. We uh, we mentioned doing the animated films, and although we won't be getting to them right away, we do have plans in between um, other shows and other seasons to uh, do all six of the Peter Jackson films we had discussed, and um, and when we do that, we swear to the audience that we will be sitting through the extended versions of every one of those films for better or worse So um, for that, better that, or that worse be,
0: what, what does that well, mean there is no well, better than, I, than the extended versions
1: of Lord of the Rings yeah but the extended versions of The Hobbit I don't I've know those heard, I haven't we, seen I those I have yet I have not seen them either, but I sat through the theatrical ones and I have very mixed feelings. But again, we'll we'll be able to go into more depth once we get to those. I just wanted to make sure that the audience knew that they were on the agenda coming up. We're just not exactly People, sure where we're going to fit them in.
0: The, the Jacksonian um, extreme action sequence where things are just like... Falling, cascading, there's this um, insane, uncanny choreography. Um, I'm thinking of, like, the the falling T-Rexes and King Kong fighting. Um, The cascading uh, dinosaurs, the, the giant long necks all cascading. Things like that. I love that about Jackson's productions. And some people... Uh, think that they get in the way of the Tolkien of it all, and that it's not—it's uh, just flashy or or kind of a Hollywood type element. Even though, of course, it's a New Zealand production, but um, it, maybe it's pandering a little bit. But I love that stuff, and the the Lego Last stuff in um, Lord of the Rings. I it, I love I love it all, even though some people don't you know, the skateboarding down the stairs on the shield. I still kind of we'll like get, it.
1: We will we will definitely be able to
0: discuss that in depth. But what I'm discussing right now is what some of the stuff in The Hobbit is, eh, I don't really like the design of the Gundabad orcs. I think they're a little weird looking. And, and, and the CGI orcs in general are not really as good. Although Azog is a favorite of mine for several reasons, including... Um, the fact that um, Azog's Aswater is uh, probably going to be one of our first sponsors. But um, the what I'm trying to say is that those action sequences in The Hobbit, I'm prone to like some of them more than maybe um, I should in terms of the, you know, people think it's, it's trying to... Uh, amp up the story in a way that's uh not as tasty or uh appropriate as as Jackson should do I think that's yeah, what well, you're saying Jude right
1: well what I'm saying specifically is like how you said about uh those action sequences featuring Legolas in uh Lord of the Rings which m- most of that is terrific you know uh we may have slightly different opinions about the uh the using a shield as a skateboard down the steps bit but you know again we'll discuss that in detail when the time comes for now all i'm saying is that the legolas stuff in uh the hobbit uh, is pretty much all i have to say about it and uh you know we i i look forward though to uh to criticizing it for better and worse, as I said before. I
0: just love how elves can age backwards.
1: Yeah, he he uh, I their digital de aging didn't work very well on him, did they? No, they didn't have that shit up to speed yet at all. You know, there there there's definitely a lot of production issues with uh with the Hobbit. But again, we uh, Not I, I not think, really uh,
0: Jackson's fault though.
1: Not not his fault. It's mostly studio interference and pushing for a deadline and uh, the contracts that they had, which they couldn't let expire, and um, the work that had been done beforehand by Guillermo del Toro, which would have been amazing, and that got thrown out. And uh, Jackson had to start from scratch again. And so, you know, there, there's definitely a lot of stuff and a lot of stuff to discuss. And I think those extended films... Uh, all six of them uh will probably be getting broken up into uh, two episodes a piece because there's a lot to get through with oh, these yeah. movies definitely well
0: um and we're going to probably end up sprinkling those in um throughout yeah. the year um anyway the uh sci-fi apocalypse dystopia World's building shows, those if we get in on the ground floor, if they're not like um, contending with another show that we're going to do that may be more appropriate, we're going to tackle some of those. And the first one that looks really good is, um, is what is it, The The Last of Us. The Last of Us. And so yep. we're going to get right in on the ground floor of that one coming up um, in 2023.
1: Yeah, that, that'll be early 2023. We might have a slight overlap with Willow, but it'll be like, I believe it, it's not going to be too bad. And um, th- that one, incidentally, in case anyone's not familiar with exactly what it is, uh, it's based on a video game series, and um, it's essentially a virus outbreak show that turns people into cannibalistic, um, infected. Almost zombie-like, although it's not a Living Dead-style show like The Walking Dead. I, um, but I, it's a similar world, I believe.
0: I checked out, I, I began, there's a 10-hour walkthrough of, of the video game. Um, and I can't watch 10 hours of it. But I, <laughs> I wish I could, in a way, because I checked out the beginning of this video game, and to me, it was a, mo- it was a movie. This thing was great. Like it just flowed. It was like well acted, and I guess I mean, it it just was. The story was compelling. It was the beginning of a zombie outbreak, and it was similar to The Walking Dead's first episode, where you don't. There was just chaos happening, and you get the build up of the intensity of the breakdown of society and how quickly um, things can go to hell. Um, it was like that, and I was—I always loved that type of apocalyptic, zombiness, in a, in a show or film. So,
1: yeah, that, I, th- I think this this particular one might have um, quite a bit in common as well with um, the uh, the 28 Days Later and and that sequel, um, which again, as a concept, is you know, for world building, um, is going to be interesting to see how they play it out on, on the show. Well,
0: uh, we got, um, Oberyn Martel and also the Mandalorian.
1: Yeah. Um, Pedro
0: Pascal, Pedro Pascal is the dad in the show. You can't go wrong with him. There's no way. No,
1: he's, he's awesome. And, uh, I think uh, I think this should be a, an interesting one for us to really uh, dip into a somewhat different genre. Um I mean we discussed uh, other genres earlier like um like sci-fi uh which I'm sure we will at some point get into uh things which dip more into that um I, I, and then you have sorry the the main the main point of
0: The podcast is to introduce the fact that just because we're, you know, uh, uh, we've got Tolkien in the name, we're going to go with the spirit of world-building and backstory, and that could be different genres, but the thing that ties it together is going to be the world-building and backstory. And in that case, um, just a brief discussion, fantasy, um, sci-fi, what's the difference, what's the similarity, and um, what's a hybrid of those things? So fantasy, you know, Tolkien is going to be the gold standard of fantasy. The Lord of the Rings trilogy, for example, you know, the Jackson stuff, George R. Mm-hmm. R. Martin stuff is going to be a, a more adults-rated uh, R version. Um,
1: yeah, he he used the uh, the legacy.
0: Yep, but then we have something like the the Star Wars universe. Which is really fantasy with some science fiction elements more more than it is science fiction in and of itself
1: yeah what do you, what do you I, say yeah about no that? i I completely agree with that um, i mean uh I, I think George Lucas has pretty much admitted multiple times that uh that this sh- uh, the show the the series of star wars is uh is much more of this uh this old epic fantasy quest, you know, that's why uh, he just set it in a galaxy far, far away, but even it is set a long, long time ago, so it it is this kind of epic adventure that took place in the past, and that involves, um, you know, essentially wizards and knights, you know, the Jedi are knights, they use a sword, it's a laser sword, but it's a sword, Um, you know, they sometimes fight these giant monsters, you know, like um like the uh the Crete Dragon and things like that, which um you know, in the Rancors. So um Oh it's wait, I just thought of something. Ba- yeah.
0: Balrog versus Rancor beast.
1: Oh, the poor Rancor. I mean the Balrog's gonna mess it up. Yeah, no, I don't like the way that turns out for the Rancor. Yeah, I'd like to watch and, you know, I mean, come on. I mean, people might have had issues with the Boba Fett show, but his rancor was pretty cool. His rancor was
0: cool, and that show was cool. I'm going to just say that <laughs> I think that that show was cool. I like that show. I like watching a guy that we thought was a bad guy actually be a really decent guy. And I liked his backstory. I liked the the tank that he healed in because it was also healing him psychologically and, and healing his soul. Well,
1: well, that's um, the same tank we've seen before, like uh, like in uh, Empire Strikes Back. That, but that I like Luke the way they did in. it, though, because yeah, we, we're, no, we're
0: actually seeing into his experience. We're not just seeing a
1: tank, Jude. Okay, I'm sorry. But, uh, I, I, you know, it's a show that, going back to mixed feelings, I've got mixed feelings about it. There were episodes I loved and elements I really loved for it and then some stuff that i was just like eh you you kind of dropped the ball on that one you know and uh a lot of that was robert rodriguez whom i like and i respect as a pioneer of independent cinema but you know some of it the the mod stuff where they're uh, they've got you know the corny looking space mopeds and they're Coming down the street And it was just Like some of it was weak Let's be honest You know They're, But again You know uh, It had its moments
0: Well you know They were trying to Give this element of um, Boba Fett being uh, A wily But wise
1: Crime boss Yet somehow uh, You know This Somehow he was didn't, never committed crimes though because he, they, they they wanted him to be too good of a guy. Like again, that that's some of the stuff that. What was his title again? I
0: didn't um,
1: oh my goodness. Uh, Is it
0: based on like a like a Japanese warlord kind of thing?
1: Uh yeah, I can't recall it at the moment. I, I but, think it's um, interesting.
0: I, I thought the show was pretty again.
1: Dang. It had moments. Look, most people that I've seen online and people I've spoken to agree that, honestly, the best part of the show when it was uh, was when it was uh, the Mandalorian season two point five. You know where Boba Fett wasn't even in it for an episode and a half. But um, in, in his own show. Yeah, no, I get it. But so what? Um, I'm just saying. Uh, let's
0: go maybe backtrack a little bit to the question of um, the categorical question of what is science fiction um, versus what is right. fantasy let's take a look at for example um, a, a Balrog versus a Rancor Beast a Rancor Beast is something that has a, some sort of genetic lineage it's, it's trained we're, we're looking at something that evolved and we have a Darwinistic sort of science concept behind its existence Whereas yes. the the Balrog is a is a mythological beast with magical powers based on faith and not science at all. Yes. So yes. Um, one would be more elements of magic and fantasy, and one would be um, elements of science. Uh, however, the heavier the um, con- concentration of science and scientific philosophy. If a show is heavy in that, then it is science fiction. Let's you know think about, say, the Alien franchise, where we're looking at science. We're looking at a, a, a type of creature that is a meta-parasite, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you watch, there's a YouTube channel, um, Because Science, and that guy breaks down the science in the alien franchise all the franchises the chronological order of the franchises and he's brilliant and i love watching that show and you can see how much goes into the um concept of alien and what an alien is and yes it's horror but it's sci-fi horror probably at its best in a lot of ways
1: yeah and Um, there there were were once again kind of a crossing genres a little bit more. And incidentally, uh, you mentioned Because Science, which is a brilliant show. Um, Unfortunately, it's no longer airing uh, in that form, Uh, but the host, Kyle Hill, has his own show on his own channel under his name. And uh, he doesn't get as much into the, uh, the things that he used to get into with Because Science, but can we still watch Because Science on YouTube? You can still watch it, though. It's it's a Nerdist production, and um, you can definitely find all those old episodes and check it out. But uh, I mean, seeing as we're both recommending Because Science, I just feel that uh, Kyle Hill's own show also deserves. A okay, yeah, out. definitely. So, you know, uh, it's, it's also well worth checking out.
0: Yeah, because uh, you know, I really like maybe he. Didn't do all the writing, but he was definitely a great presenter.
1: I think he did most, if not all of it. So maybe he did everything. So he because his his new show has pretty much the same feel. It's just set up a little bit different, and he gets into a lot more, um, you know, uh, scientific issues like what's going on in our world and things like that. So, like, anyway, moving on from that. Well, the the
0: so the apocalypse uh, style show uh, intriguing um, because of not only the the science fiction usually behind the apocalypse, although apocalypse can be fantasy as well, Mm -hmm. but typically it's been uh, science fiction. Um, We get to see uh, biological um, topics explored, but we also get to see societal topics explored, uh, de-evolution, chaos theory, um, what happens when... Um, Social mores break down and what true morality is in a hero because social norms are broken down to the point where people have to rely on some sort of inner guiding light ideal or just a will to power sort of exploration happens. And, you know, early seasons of The Walking Dead really explored this pretty well, I thought. Um, Yeah. And I think the last of us is gonna do a good job. I also liked um the the girl with all the what was it uh the
1: girl with all the gifts
0: the girl with all the was gifts that. that was it yeah. man that was a deep one <laughs> that just the the hybrid children yeah <laughs> i
1: mean i i I think moving ahead whenever we have a week um or a couple weeks in between uh, shows, uh, we're not going to be without plenty of potential uh, shows or movies and or movies uh, to be able to pick up and uh, be talking about.
0: Right, but um, it all you know the the reason I mean the reason why it's we, fascinating we can, is the reason why it all relates to something right. to be talking about.
1: Yep, and uh we can go, you know, from uh from fantasy to sci fi to horror to superhero to whatever else uh, you know, floats our boat, uh just as long as we can thematically keep uh the idea that we are looking to break it down in this fashion and uh hopefully inform and entertain. Hallelujah. So Hallelujah. So um I think that
0: we are um we we've covered uh, pretty much everything that we're uh going to be looking forward to and what we um particularly dig about digging into shows. Uh Jude, what's the the next uh the next thing on the docket. What's the next show or film that we're, we're doing?
1: Fellowship? Animated Fellowship? Uh, not Fellowship. Not Fellowship. The Lord of the Rings. It, it com- Fellowship, uh, two know, towers, it, combination. It, it Fellowship and two towers uh, in, in one film. Uh, and that's the, uh, the Ralph Bakshi uh, animated piece.
0: And we'll be Bakshi next week with oh, that I I did,
1: there.
0: did you see what i did there so I, you um, did
1: there. Yep, yep.
0: I am rob law and my co-host is jude fox and i'm going to say a fond do and jude um i'm going to just leave you with a few parting
1: words And I've been Jude Fox, and if you'd like to contact us, you can email us at me at gmail.com. Join our Facebook group at youtalkingtome about the fellowship. And I just want to remind everyone to like, subscribe, give us a five-star rating wherever you find your podcasts, and share with your friends to help grow the fellowship. For now, bye-bye.